Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on January 8th, 2020. Releasing on a Wednesday. That hasn't happened in a while. Or maybe ever. Do we used to release on Wednesdays? No. I don't think we ever have. It was a first. Yeah, well, it's not going to be the normal. Just a little bit late this week. Uh, first podcast of the new year, Ty. How you feeling? Uh, new year, new me. New year, new me. Maybe going new into decade. World War III. Oh, shit. Not talking about politics here, though. What we are going to talk about... <laughs> The first week of playoff football, the wild card round. Tyler had some uh, stake in the game last week. We'll uh, talk about that, Ty. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and there's also no more baseball news that the Dodgers got cheated out of not one, but two World Series championships. Tyler, love to see it. And probably some other baseball talk. I got some. I got some free agent thoughts on my mind. Right, I want to hear them. And finally, we're gonna wrap it up with some Marvel stuff. There's a big name actor rumored to be in a big name movie. Big name. Huge name. Big. A pretty dark name. 
one that you would Very, see uh, in the nighttime. Yes. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. <laughs> I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Alrighty, Tyler. I have three words for you, my friend. Tom Brady got eliminated from the playoffs. You like that? Is that my nose? You like that, Ty? I think we should go in order here, Jay. I don't know why you're jumping around to, like, the third game of the playoffs. Just completely ignoring... Josh Allen's performance. All right, let's talk about Josh Allen then. You can delay the ine- inevitable all you want, but it's coming. <laughs> um, it, was, it was a real good weekend, real wild weekend, Jay. Uh, first game was Bills-Texans. Uh, Bills, as I said, I will say, said the inexperienced playoff team won't be able to win a playoff game. And what did they do? They lost the playoff game. They had a 16-0 lead tie. Yeah, they did. And they blew it. Yeah, they did. Big time. Kind of got fucked, though. Yeah, wasn't there a penalty or something that didn't get called or Out- did get called? Outrageous penalty in yeah. overtime that took him out of field goal range, which would have won the game because it was the third possession of overtime. Yeah. Took him out of field goal Assuming range. Assuming they made the field goal. Yeah, but <laughs> and it wasn't a gimme. It was going to be a long field goal, but it was like a blindside block or something, and the dude clearly saw him. I don't even know what a blindside block is. So if a runner is like running down the field or something. Oh, and you just hit them from the side or whatever. Then they don't see you. They have no way to see you and you fucking light them up. I think you lead with a sh- like your helmet or shoulder or some shit. Huh. Out- outrageous call. So if Conrad's listening, it's what Matty Jackson did to Conrad in PE. You weren't there, but that's what he did. I've heard stories. Flew like six Got feet. Got blown the fuck up by someone who was like seven feet in <laughs> middle school. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. I just saw that the Texans... Um, they came back and they pushed on minus three. Well, I had it on minus three in Viva Las Vegas, but we had it on minus two and a half. Mm, yes. And what did you have? You had Bills plus two and a half? Yes. Which gets me a half point short. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I can't, you know, I can't say I didn't see it coming. Deshaun Watson, did you see that play he made? The the double sack that ended up not being a sack? Two yeah. sacks cancel each other out. Yes. I think, honestly, maybe we are giving him a little bit too much credit. Maybe the one guy literally hit him, and then the other guy hitting him at the exact no, same the, angle. That's literally it what just it kept is. him up. He would have gone to the floor if the other guy didn't hit him back up. But he still he stood strong. Made somehow throw. the fucking wherewithal to just roll out of that and drop a fucking dime. I mean, it was like a pass to the flat. And then you I don't care. Play. You get lit up like that, and you just roll out and fucking catch your like find your guy. That's insane. Looking like me when I was playing quarterback when we played football last week. Maybe we need to talk about that football game. Um. Went out and played some football with the buddies. Tyler dropped a uh, wide open crucial uh, touchdown pass. Crucial. Fourth down. Fourth down drop. Pretty, in the pretty much overtime of our game. Yes. It's all right, though. So did Brandon. Jason, how did J.J. Watt play in this game? I thought he was done for the season, and then I saw he was on the field. Um, I don't know. I just know that he. they told him like last minute that he was available. He had a sack. Yeah. Um, I, I was just blown away that he was even playing. I'm not. He's J.J. Watt, man. He's a fucking monster. He's a beast. He's a monster. But, yeah, the Texans beat the Bills. Um, the Bills are pretenders, confirmed. We've been saying it all season long. Just like the Twins losing the first round of the playoffs, Bills lost in the first round of the playoffs. This year doesn't even matter. Pretenders. I did say that. Yeah. I was shitting on them all season, and then I decided to bet on them in the playoffs. <laughs> and I I will say I had a, a three-leg parlay. 
$50 on it, and this was the first part of the parlay, and it pushed. And I was hopeful that the other two, I was like, oh, those are a lot. Well, let's see, let's see how that ended up, Jay. Did you make some money? We'll find out. Well, the second game was um, Patriots-Titans, and I had the Patriots money line, and they lost. So, no, lost the bet right there. Ooh. Not even spread, just money line. Ooh. I thought they'd win a close game. I thought the Titans would give them problems. Um, and the Titans did give them problems, and too many problems. They scored, what, 13 points? Patriots... 13 points, Titans 20. Jason. Zero points in the second half. Let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Tannehill, who had a whopping 72 passing yards. Ryan Tannehill, though, he's a winner. (laughs) How the fuck fuck do you beat the Patriots when your quarterback throws 72 passing yards? Because Derrick Henry carried the ball 34 fucking times for 182 yards. That's how. This is what the Los Angeles Rams should do. Granted, uh, granted, Todd Gurley was hurt at the playoffs last year, but this is what they should have done last year. Just fucking run them down their throats, dude. I think Derrick Henry is one of the most underappreciated running backs of the past couple of years. I think he's probably the best running back in football right now. I'll say it. He's a very... McCaffrey. He's number two. He's a very large man. I think pure running back is Henry. McCaffrey because he can receive. McCaffrey's a better player. Derrick Henry's a better pure running back. He's a fucking monster. Dude. Yeah. No one wants to tackle him. He's... And he's, I don't blame him. He's the rushing yard leader this year. He had a shit ton of rushing yards last year. His stats over the last two years are insane. I think I talked about it last week. I might have. I'm not sure. But Derrick Henry's a monster, man. He just ran down their throats. Tom Brady looked all bits of 42 years old. Mm, mm. The end of an era, some would say, Jay. Absolutely. I'll I'll die on that. Like it's They're done. They might, they'll, they'll still be a playoff team, and they'll still be That's in the mix. If Brady comes back. If, which I'll talk about in a sec, but they'll still be in the mix. To be fair, Brady didn't have a lot of help. Um, I'm I'm so tired of that fucking narrative. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Explain that to me, Jay. His best receiver was like a 34-year-old Julian Edelman. Okay. Who else did he have in the receiving corps? Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is not a receiving back. And he actually played like shit this year, I would know, because he's on my fantasy team. They traded for Mohamed Sanu. Who played like garbage after they traded for him. Should have traded for Emmanuel Sanders. Again, but how do you get a player who's talented and he goes into your system and plays like garbage and you say, I don't have any weapons? Because their wide receiver coach is terrible. How, uh, and he got hired as the New York Giants head that, coach. That has been the fucking whole thing <laughs> with the Patriots is, oh, we can get anyone to play wide receiver and then all of a sudden Tom Brady fucking starts playing shit and, well, he doesn't have weapons. Oh, he, no, he looked all bits of 42, but he also didn't have weapons, Tyler. <laughs> okay, but that's never You're been the narrative before. You were a Drew Reese fan. I'm not. I just think he has way more weapons than people are actually giving him credit for. I Benjamin think he's Watson, never had. Benjamin Watson did perfectly fine with Drew Brees last year. And he did okay this year. So don't tell me he got no weapons. He had some weapons. Even the past few years, though, he didn't have great weapons. I mean, fucking Chris Hogan was like his third best receiver two years ago, and now he's not even fucking playing anymore. The only thing I will accept is Gronkowski not being on the Which team. Which is a big fucking deal. The only thing I'll accept. The Rams, their only touchdown in the Super Bowl last year was the one drive they decided to throw to Gronk like four times. Only thing I'll accept. And that's a big deal. Yeah, he's pretty fucking good. I mean... But it's the only thing I'll accept. I think it's a mixture of him being old, and he gets any pressure in his face, and he throws it away. I think their offensive line isn't as good anymore. I think that's part of the reason. And I do think he doesn't have that much help around him. I will say it. I think that's a... Offensively. Overrated narrative. Offensively. I mean... It's bad. But you know what? Tom Brady's going to be a Charger next year, and I am so not excited for it. Yeah. No, yeah, he's definitely. I see him going well, to the that, that rumor started going around. I was like, oh, that is fucking perfect. 
They're going to get rid of one aging quarterback to bring in another aging quarterback who's going to be worse. Okay, how about this? They bring in Tom Brady for a year or two. And we they draft, draft an offensive lineman, and the quarterback pool is garbage next year. So you still have to wait on getting a quarterback. And or we draft a quarterback. Then your team gets good enough to be like eight and eight. You just don't have a quarterback. But then since the rest of your team's good enough, you uh, never get a good draft pick to get a quarterback. And the Chargers are bad for the rest of history. Or they just draft a quarterback. And no- who's better to mentor a quarterback than Tom Brady? He would be the best fit if that was if he accepted that role, which I figure if he goes to the Chargers, he would accept that role. He'd pretty much we have a good core. If we actually got a good quarterback, if you put Drew Brees on the Chargers, we'd be a playoff team. I Easy. mean, let's not pretend that your team literally lost all their games by one possession. Exactly. You didn't get blown out. You have a good team. But Tom Brady's not gonna help it. Their you record was the most deceiving in all of football. There's multiple things though. A LA. We've seen superstars chase the LA lifestyle just because of lifestyle. LeBron James. Literally yeah. came to L.A. Anthony just Davis. because of the lifestyle. Well, he got traded. But he wanted to get traded. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've seen it happen before, especially aging superstars. Move his family out to L.A. His kids can grow up in the L.A. area where there's like millions of private schools and everything. He can live in Malibu on the beach, wherever he wants to live. Supermodel wife can be in L.A. I'm sure she's there in New York all the time anyways. B, have you heard of a man named Austin Eckler? I have. Tell me that is not the perfect running back to play alongside Tom Brady. <laughs> it is. It is perfect. Austin Eckler is like just everything Tom Tom Brady's having wet dreams at night about Austin Eckler, Tyler. <laughs> During the press conference when they asked him if he was going back to the Patriots, he was secretly texting Austin Eckler under the desk like I'm I can't coming wait for you, to play baby. With you. <laughs> you know when Austin Eckler what round Austin Eckler was drafted in, Tyler? What round, Jason? The zero round, because I don't think he was drafted. Okay. <laughs> I think. I should probably look that up beforehand. Yeah, undrafted free agent. Love it. That's Tom Brady's bread and butter right there. So Austin Eckler, L.A. lifestyle, and C, that stadium's going to be 30% full <laughs> next season. So they need something <laughs> to bring people in. And Tom Brady's like the one name they could bring in. People would go see him. I don't know. Uh, more I than still would happen. I think you would have terrible attendance. But, but it would be, be better. better. It would be better. He would make up for the money, whatever they decide to pay him. He would make up for it. Him or, I've said it before, Cam Newton would be another name I think the young audiences would want to go see. Yes, but I don't think Carolina's getting rid of Cam. I think midseason it was a possibility. Their quarterback position, Cam's staying with Carolina. Yeah, probably. I agree, but I've just had that Cam Newton inclination. I'm excited for the Chargers next year because tickets are going to be so fucking cheap, dude. They're like $500 at the StubHub Center. That's insane. Because there was only so many seats and they were all visiting fans. I do think we will see more Charger fans turn out in this stadium, but I still think it'll be bad. Like, I don't think it'll be as crazy as StubHub, where it was like 90-10. It'll be like 70-30. Just because... Somewhat balanced. Before, Well, yeah. Before, all the Charger fans were getting priced out, and now it's like, if it's more affordable, they'll actually go. But I still think it'll be majority of every other team every other time. Yeah. And then our final game of the weekend. The Seahawks. And, and the Eagles. Carson Wentz, man. You know, I had a gut feeling that the Eagles would win this game, and they would have won if Carson Wentz didn't get injured by a dirty play by Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, so I didn't watch this game. Um, I was I, in and out of it. I may I have working. been going through something personally at the moment, <laughs> and I was asleep on the couch. It was a depression nap. <laughs> and uh, how the fuck didn't he get thrown out of the game and every flag from every official thrown on the field for that? 
honestly, I didn't think it was that terrible. I think he should have got penalized. I don't think he should have got thrown out of the game. But I only saw it in slow motion. Did not see anything other than one angle in slow motion. And it looked real fucking dirty. It looked worse in slow motion, but it definitely should have got a flag. I don't think it was like intentional or anything, though. I think, I don't think they should have ejected him. But, yeah, it was still fucked up the Eagles. Fucked up my gut feeling, man. Josh McCown crying after the game. First ever playoff game. 40 years old. That was a rough look. That was real rough. But, I mean... Honestly, everyone's saying it, but still, the Eagles should just be happy to fucking be there. They were banged up. Their team was just fucking running on hopes and dreams. And they still held the Seahawks to 17 points. That's the crazy part. And they were still in the fucking They still could have maybe won this game. 40-some-year-old backup quarterback. Everyone's fucking injured. You had practice squad guys starting. And you still played a competitive playoff. You know what? I'm going to say it's a testament to Doug Peterson. Yeah. I think he's a good coach. When he became the head coach of the Eagles, a lot of like analysts were saying he was a terrible coach. And I he's I think he's gotten flack this year too. And especially flack last year. I think it got fucking peak flack after the Dolphins loss. But you know what? Look what happened to them this year. They still won. I'm, they still made the playoffs. And granted, yes, in a terrible division. They still went nine and seven. They were still a winning football team. There's been nine and seven division winners, like I'm pretty sure every year. So it's not like that's something unheard of. If it would have been like eight and eight or seven or nine, that would have been something that doesn't happen often. But they won nine games. Granted, they had two cookies in their division, but I don't know. They're they're a well-coached team, and they'll probably be back in the mix next year. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I think the Carson Wentz's injury-prone narrative is fucking absurd. Yeah, a little true. How do you blame the guy for this, though? Shouldn't have been diving with his head. <laughs> he got tackled. He didn't dive. <laughs> I know, I know. It just people fucking say, oh, of course we should have known he was going to get injured. Shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, they can't even say they should have re-signed Nick Foles now because they've seen how that's gone. That is true. It's just. But maybe maybe the Eagles system is set up for backup quarterbacks better, Jay. Well, didn't he Josh get McCown hurt last year? Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> I think he got hurt last year in the playoffs and then Foles lost. Or he won a game and then lost. Oh, Wentz got hurt? Yeah. Yeah, no, this year was Wentz's first uh, playoff start. That's freaking crazy, dude. That's so crazy. Yeah, this was his first playoff start because he's been injured the past two years. Did the Eagles win last week? Yeah, they won last year on the double doink. And then you guys yeah, only beat them by the six. Game. And then we played Nick Foles, and I was very worried. I remember that we talked about that game last night, last week, and I said I didn't remember it. I now just remembered it because I remember there was a play where Nick Foles threw like a bomb. And I was like, oh, shit, dude, Nick Foles is coming again. <laughs> he's coming. <laughs> it was like one completion. That's all I remember. And I remember texting you about it. Uh but fuck, man. Imagine if Josh McCown would have won this game. The narratives. The backup QB narratives, dude. That would have been great. But he didn't. I didn't even think about that. And the Seahawks moved on. Which means there was three legend quarterbacks that lost in the first round of the playoffs. Three old, grizzled veterans that are legends of the game. Tom Brady. Josh Allen. Josh McCown. <laughs> and Drew Brees, Ty. Someone say Drew Brees and Tom Brady, the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. I would say Josh McCown's the greatest backup quarterback of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I'd put it up there. Um, so three goats. <laughs> goats at their position. That's all right. Hey, people applaud the sixth man. Why don't we applaud the greatest backup quarterback of all time? Never asking for the starting job, but we'll come in and give you exactly what you expect out of a backup quarterback. And he did a perfectly adequate job as a backup. And maybe he would have done better than Drew Brees did on Sunday. Nope. I don't think you that. like that, Ty? I don't think that. So you like that? <sighs> Here's all I'm going to say. Oh, I got plenty to say. That's all I'm going to say. I wish I knew which podcast we talked about this because I would have clipped it, but continue. Dalvin Cook is the reason they won this game. 
I know he only had 94 rushing yards, but that's deceiving when you watch the game. <laughs> Their defense was lights out. Um, Missing two corners. Just, just saying. It was lights out. Their O-line was a brick wall. Cam Jordan choked. Well, your your defensive line was also banged up. You didn't have Sheldon Rankins or Davenport. And we haven't had them for a while. But still. So we knew still, that going in there. But you're still, you know it, but you're still hurt we've, by it. Yes, but we've had plenty of backups who have lit up the fucking other quarterback. I mean, I think both of them were out when we had like the six or seven sack game a few weeks ago. But I think, wasn't that against the Falcons? I think they have a bad offensive line. Still. Vikings, I think, were ranked. I looked it up because I was writing an article. I think Vikings were sixth and you guys were first. Cam Jordan choked. Demario Davis had a great fucking game. He's pretty good. And he's the only player who had a great game on our defense. Oh, I thought you were going to say in general. I was like, you're missing someone. Marshawn Lattimore is trash. And I would you're be, back perfect, on the Marshawn I would be trash perfectly train? fine if he got traded. You're back on the Marshawn Lattimore? I don't want him on the team anymore. Why? He's he's terrible. But remember when he had like those two good weeks and you were saying Marshawn Lattimore's back? He plays up to competition sometimes, and other times he looks like a fucking little leaguer out there. <laughs> he literally, there's a ball to fucking Adam Thielen, and he just spun around like three times looking up like, oh, I lost the ball, and just started jogging. You guys spent like a six-round pick on him, too, or a six-overall pick or something. No, it was like ninth or tenth, I think. It was high up. I, I don't want him anymore. And um, I think it's a new era. For uh, New Orleans, Jason. Because we have a backup quarterback who is fucking electric. He's not the starting quarterback, though, Tyler. Now, you cannot have Taysom Hill be your starting quarterback and do all the things he's doing. It's just not practical. No, he's not going to do all the things he's doing. He's going to be the white Lamar Jackson. No, no. He can run people over. He's got a missile of an arm. That throw was terrible. He underthrew him by like five yards. That should have been a touchdown. In his defense. <laughs> he underthrew the shit out of in him. In his defense. Did you see how bad he fucking broke the corner down? What do you mean? On that route, the wide receiver. Yeah. He broke the corner so bad, I think he was shocked. He was like, where's the defender? He's supposed to be right by my player. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> the stupidest fucking spin zone I've ever heard in my life. Because the guy was like 20 yards away from him, at least. Yeah. Um, I just, Drew Brees had a bad game. Do you really think Taysom Hill should be your quarterback? He has 119 career passing yards. No, I don't, I don't think that. Okay. Um, Taysom Hill did great. I, I, I'll be honest. I was a Taysom Hill hater. I was, I will be the first to admit. So Taysom Hill had 50 passing yards. He has swung me. He has swung me. 50 rushing yards, 25 receiving yards and a, and a, um, a receiving touchdown. I will say one thing. The one thing about Taysom Hill that I don't like, it's not even him. I think it's the media. I don't think he's a fucking quarterback. He's like if they called Julian Edelman a quarterback. You know what I mean? One for one. 50 passing yards. Okay. Okay. One for one. Exactly. He's a, <laughs> he's a backup quarterback. He's had uh, 13 career passing attempts and he's a quarterback. But he's... I think in the right system, he could be a decent quarterback. I think he played quarterback in college, and Sean Payton's like, I'm going to just say this guy's a quarterback. I, I think in the right, like legitimately, knife. I think in the right system, he could be a good quarterback. I don't think with how we play offense and how our quarterback is with Drew Brees, it would work. But I think in a very run-heavy quarterback, um, you know, RPO system, I, don't know. I think he could be a good fucking quarterback. I don't know. I don't think he's so. efficient every time he's on the field. He should just be a fucking tight end. But that's, another thing is, 
he's a great player, but the part of the reason he's so great is because they draw these specific plays for him where it's always some sort of trick and it's designed to work almost every time. And it does work almost every time you put him in a traditional offense where things become more traditional. I don't know if it's the same thing. Yeah, but he won't fit in a traditional offense, but I think you look at Baltimore and how they've completely molded that around Lamar Jackson. If you get an offense that is completely molded around Taysom Hill, I don't think he'll be anywhere near as successful. But I think he'll be, he would be perfectly adequate. I think he's good in his role, and he shouldn't. I don't even want to have this debate because I disagree, but I like the role he's in. Now, he's a Swiss Army knife. He's electric. I'll say it. He he's, is, a, he's electric. He is like a baseball utility man, but football. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't seen him on defense yet. Maybe play special teams. Box punts. Well, I'm sure he's actually been on defense on like Hail Mary attempts. I'm sure they've thrown him out there then. I wouldn't be surprised. But like, shit, put him at corner. He was the best part of our team, though, is the issue. <laughs> because Alvin Kamara had 21 rushing yards. Oh, I think... I'm not going to say it, but go ahead. So, he had a garbage season. He had a good last two games of the season. Really had, swaying the numbers in his favor. He had a garbage season. He was and hurt in times. He was hurt. But for his first season without Mark Ingram, not a good look. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees looked very old as well. Yeah. That fumble, I'm going to blame on the thumb injury, even though it had nothing to do with the thumb injury. But we, like, blame punched his injury. forearm when he went to tackle him. It was like his tricep, dude. Yeah. It was like the back of his fucking arm, and it just, like, launched the ball. Yeah. That interception was fucking absurd. Which one? The deep pass? That's yeah. the only one I saw. Was yeah. that the only one? Yeah, he only had one. Oh, okay. I know there was one play I saw on Twitter. They said he should have got picked on like a screen, but the guy dropped it or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. The deep the deep pass. Yeah. I saw the replays of that. Terrible call. Just stupid. Double coverage. That was a Phillip Rivers interception if I've ever fucking seen one time. But and I've seen a, plenty Phillip of them. But Rivers throws those in the fourth quarter when it's fuck it, I'm down by seven, I need a touchdown. <laughs> that was not the situation for Drew Brees to do that. No, Phil. the last few games of the year, Phillip Rivers threw him every down. <laughs> he didn't care anymore. <laughs> He's just stuck in fourth fucking quarter yeah. mode. He thought every down was fourth down. And he thought he was trailing. He was just so used to being trailing seven with the game on the line that he thought he was. He's permanently stuck in that mindset. Um, I just... I'm very upset with how our season ended, and I give zero credit to Kirk Cousins. I will say he had one good pass on the the overtime pass to Thielen. That's all you need, baby. Uh, Taysom Hill only had one good pass, and you're touting him as a passer. (laughs) Yeah, he also had a touchdown. He also had a key block. Kirk Cousins had a touchdown to Kyle Rudolph, which we we should probably talk about that too. But it was offensive pass interference by the rules. In overtime of a playoff game, you don't call that. I like that you took that stance, Ty. I you like don't. that. And I know every Saints fan, oh, we, we got fucked over by another fucking missed call. It wasn't a missed call. You don't call that in the playoffs. I think it was one of those things, if they called it, it would have stood on replay. And if they didn't call it, it stood on the replay. Yeah, but still, It was one of those right. ones you could have called either way. But in, they the- c- in that situation, you don't call it. If the roles were flipped and Michael Thomas fucking made a key catch in the end zone and he did that exact same thing, and they called offensive pass interference. They would be just as worse as just as bad as last year. Yeah, I, I mean you can't make that call right there. I think it was perfectly fine. They were it was a let them play. I think the bigger issue was the fucking mismatch where we had like a five foot <laughs> corner Williams, on a six foot fucking tight end, third best, fourth best corner <laughs> on a their fucking tight end in the end zone on wide out tight end too. Yeah, I mean like you know you, that's you the route look they're at the throwing. play and the corner like looks to the middle of the field like uh guys. And then he just gets the fucking ball tossed. It's like fucking playing football with Miko. <laughs> All right. I don't know. 
And even that, I don't give Kirk Cousins credit for that. That was just effort. I could have made that touchdown pass. I don't Kirk know. Cousins, I saw you throw the football last week. <laughs> Kirk Cousins had a perfectly adequate game, and his team got him a win. As the leader of the Kirk Cousins bandwagon, saying I want to be on the right side of history, I just want to let you know I'm proud of him. Even if he didn't have a great game. Hey, he didn't have a bad game. I will say that. He didn't choke. Exactly. That's all you need out of Kirk Cousins. He didn't choke. He had a perfectly adequate game. That's all you need out of Kirk Cousins. If he wins the Super Bowl and you have to eat a Carolina Reaper, it'll be. I'm also going to say I was extremely heartbroken on the fumble return touchdown. Me too, because of other reasons, but me too. That was... I jumped off the couch and immediately... Before he even scored, I said, show me the replay. <laughs> I was screaming because I knew it was going to get overturned. It wasn't even close, too. It was like he was down and then down and then down. Like, on the replay. Like, you know when they show the slow motion replays and it'll be close? Like, oh, did his knee touch? Well, like, on the, the ball? No, on that one, his knee grazed it and then it rolled him. He, like, rolled him up. It was obvious. He touched it for sure. But, I mean, maybe an inch higher and he doesn't. It, it was way closer than you were saying. I, we watched the replay in slow motion. No, I did. Rewatch it. I I did. With what I'm telling you. I think it was a lot closer, but I didn't. I jumped up and got excited and immediately braced myself for impact. <laughs> I wanted that to happen because I had the over and that would have made it 24-20. Would have forced the Vikings to have to go for a touchdown. Hopefully they would have gotten a touchdown. Then that would have been 27-24, 51 points. I had over 49 and a half. That over 49 and a half was the only part of a six-leg parlay that I did not hit. I threw 10 bucks on a six-leg parlay to win 400 just for shits and giggles. Only part I didn't hit. That's tough. Made it even worse when the next day the Eagles beat the or the Seahawks beat the Eagles. I bet Eagles minus one and a half in the under. Extremely low under game. I bet fucking Patriots-Titans under, even though I disagreed with it. I, after I bet it, I was like, wait, I should have bet the over. 13-14 at halftime. I'm like, oh, there's no way the under's hitting. They score fucking no points the whole rest of the game until that final touchdown you know which was just garbage time passing you know interception whatever and or maybe it was 13 10 going to half i don't know and i got the houston buffalo under squeeze that one out barely barely and, that's real tough oh and it was houston no i didn't have houston at least it was the third game out of the four though and it wasn't the last game that fucked you but everything seemed to be going right and just like that it just the it was, one thing, it was a tough game for both of us. The one thing I was sure of, I was like, there's no way this is a low-scoring game. And it wasn't really a low-scoring game, but fuck, all four unders hit. When I bet three of the four unders, I was like, I'm an idiot. There's no way three unders are hitting. What am I doing? All four hit. All four. I did not need Drew Brees to shit the bed on me, Ty. I didn't need it either. Makes you feel better. I had Vikings plus seven and a half, too. So either way, I went into overtime hoping for field goal, field goal, touchdown. Vikings get that big play, third down and goal. I was like, oh shit. I was watching on I'm not what not watching, but the ESPN game cast. I was like, oh, they have a chance. Kick a field goal. Saints kick a field goal. Then no matter what, well then I would need a touchdown, not a field goal, but which a touchdown probably wouldn't happen then because then you would just That's whatever. Like a deep pass. It was only ten bucks, but it still broke my heart. And the other part of my parlay, my fifty dollar parlay is a uh, Saints money line. So it technically went 0 for three, kinda. Yeah. O two and one. Yeah. And I was going to bet them, like none of them hit. I was going to bet like $300 on the Saints money line just straight up if the odds were better. Should have bet a Vikings Titans money line parlay. I, I did say I didn't like how big the line was. I did say they were giving them too much of a underdog status because they're a good team. But I will say 
Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill, the two quarterbacks I jumped on. You've since converted on Ryan Tannehill. I appreciate it. He didn't have a great game, but he did enough. Kirk Cousins, I did enough. And I'm just happy to see him moving on because I said before the playoffs, those are my two teams in the playoffs. And I'm a man with two teams in the playoffs right now. It's more than a lot of people can say, Jay. And I won't talk any shit if they actually... If the Vikings win, I will talk a little bit of shit. Not a, just a tiny bit. You won't have to talk shit because I'll have to eat a fucking burning hot... Dude, it, it'll, the shit will talk for itself. How worried are you? No, I, realistically. I, realistically, any? I told you in the podcast, I will not be worried until they are leading in the second half of the Super Bowl. <laughs> there is no place on this fucking earth. There's no thought process whatsoever that makes me believe Kirk Cousins can win four playoff games in a row on the road. If Nick Foles can do it, Kirk Cousins can do it. Baby. No, no. I. They can make the Super Bowl and I will not be worried. <laughs> what if they're playing the – who would be the easiest matchup remaining? The Titans. <gasps> God, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just turned yourself on a little bit mid-podcast. <laughs> that would be so fucking funny. Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill in the fucking Super Bowl. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Speaking of the Saints, though, Ty, multiple things. What are you going to do with the quarterback position? All three quarterbacks are a free agent. Did you know that? Taysom Hill is a restricted free agent. I don't know what that means. Pretty much, there's multiple things that could happen. I think either way, Taysom Hill is going to just re-sign with the Saints because he realizes that's like the perfect scheme for him and why yeah. leave it. There's like, you can either offer, so you can offer, there's like a first round tenure, a second round tender, tenure, not tenure, tender, second round tender, third round tender. Um, so pretty much if you put a first round tender on him, if a team wants to sign him, they can sign him, but they would have, they would like give up their first round pick. It's like super rare. But the reason why the Saints wouldn't want to do it is because if you do a first-round tender, you have to pay him like significantly more than the second-round tender and then significantly more than the third-round tender. I don't even think they need to do that. Or Is it still his option, though? Like, it's not like a trade. Like, someone picks him up. It's like you do a second round. No, and if then he agrees he to a contract with someone, yeah. Oh, so it's still up to him. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, or it's the fourth option is they don't tender him. They have the right to, like, match any offer that he signs with another team. So that's for, like, restricted free agents that would possibly get a big contract. That's why you would use the tender. I don't think he's going anywhere. But you also have Drew Brees and Teddy B. I don't think you can re-sign Teddy B. Um, I mean, I think it's the best decision for him would be to leave. I mean, I just think he's going to get starting money from elsewhere, and he wants to be a starter. And, like, yeah, it'd be great to see him be with the Saints, but realistically you got to think about Teddy B. And it's like he probably wants to go start and make more money. I think he was too good in his stretch as a starter to stay a backup. And I think he helped carry a playoff team to the playoffs. And I think he's going to get money somewhere else and good for him. Which raises the question. I still think you have to bring in another quarterback. No, we absolutely do. That was you can't the have issue. Taysom be the backup. That was the issue when Teddy B was our starter. We didn't use Taysom much for the middle of the season because if something happened to Teddy B, Taysom was our fucking backup. And we couldn't have him out there getting lit up fucking Yeah, and then doing if Taysom blocks. gets hurt. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he do. So we needed him as our third string quarterback. Yeah. We'll sign another backup. What other Maybe team? a little Phil Rivers, Drew Brees. Re, re... No way Phil Rivers is <laughs> signing to be a backup. I would hurt my heart, dude. Imagine this. Drew Brees decides to hang it up, which I don't think he will because there's no way he retires after this. But he just does. And the what fucking if he's that heartbroken? And the Saints sign Phil Rivers. Just imagine for a second. How would you feel? I'd be so upset. It'd be the most entertaining division in football, James Winston, <laughs> Phil Rivers. I will say that'd be the one instance where I'd be rooting for the Saints along with you, Ty. I told you my love for Phil Rivers might be more than my love for the Chargers themselves. That's fair. Very fair. 
If, Phil Rivers is the embodiment of the Chargers. He is the Chargers, especially now that they moved to L.A. And it's It'll like, be so weird once he retires if he isn't playing for you guys next year. Yeah. Hmm, it it's like when good. Brett Favre left. Just won't look good. Phil Rivers. I would just, I would love to root for him, but then I would also love to not have personal stake in it where I could watch him have the same fourth quarter interceptions that he's had on the Chargers, but for the Saints and just watch you and be like, I know how this feels, buddy. Be tough. I would, I think he's going to go to the, I, I was saying the Panthers, honestly. I know you said they think Kate, you are you too fucking attached to the Panthers quarterback situation, Jay. It's going to be I Cam am. Newton. This is Cam Newton's going to be the court, can, fucking Panthers it just quarterback. Makes too much sense for me. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. It probably won't. You're right, but it just makes too much <laughs> sense for me. I don't know where else Phil Rivers goes. Vegas Raiders. The, I don't know if I'd root for him in Vegas. That pissed That'd me. That'd be real tough seeing Phil Rivers in that black and silver. No, nah, Vegas. The, they're not friend, friendly enough. Like family friendly. He's got too you know too many kids. He doesn't want to play in Sin City. He's a fan. You know, he he's a Jesus man, and he understands that the sins that come in Sin City. Yeah, I don't know where else he would go. I don't know where Teddy B would even go. Chargers? Teddy B to the Chargers? I could see that happening. Yeah, I could absolutely see that happening. Um, who else needs a quarterback that doesn't have a high draft pick? That's the thing. That's the, yeah, that's the issue. Maybe like the Lions? Or like we'll trade one Teddy B mediocre. going to like the Dolphins even. Yeah. As a fill-in quarterback. Or even Phil Rivers. As like a fill-in, like mentor, whoever. Joe Burrow. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be Joe Burrow because it would be. Well, I don't know. Cincy. Tampa Bay, if Jameis goes elsewhere. I don't think Tampa. I don't think Jameis is going anywhere. Hey, what if some team offers him stupid money? What other team? I'm trying to think. Other the Panthers? It, it just the Titans? Maybe if they don't want to the the Bears? The Bears? That's one. The, I think the Bears have said they're committed to Mitch, which, which is just idiotic. Fucking. At some point, you are who you are, and we've seen enough of Mitchell Trubisky Except to know who he is. Accept your loss. Move on. He is a yeah. subpar quarterback. He is the twentieth. Best starting quarterback in the NFL. I think you're being generous. <laughs> I might be. <laughs> He's not good, and he makes one good throw, and everyone's like, oh, Mitchell Trubisky. He's absolutely going to be a bottom third quarterback. I don't think he can get into the middle Ooh. 10 to 20. Jacksonville could use quarterback. Yes, absolutely. I don't know what they do with all that money they owe Nick Foles, but. I, again, you fucking accept your loss. I don't know. He can't be their starter. Another thing about the Saints I wanted to talk about, Ty. Literally, like, a lot of your secondary or free agents. Don't know if you know that. None of them. You're you're keeping your two best, which is Lattimore, which I know you say is trash, no, but he's still probably him. your second best. Trade him for draft picks. And uh, Marcus Williams, your two best secondary players. The rest are pretty much free agents. Von Bell's a free agent. P.J. Williams a free agent. I think Eli Apple's a free agent. Um, like DJ Swearinger's a free agent. You have that one guy, Janoris Jenkins, who you just got. I don't even know how good he is anymore, honestly. He did all right. Just saying. Secondary might be shit again next year, and you might have the same... Here's here's what I want out of the Saints. I don't think you have a lot of cap space either, which makes it hard. I think we go in full rebuild, rebuild mode. Trade everyone. Why? Oh, I want a bomb, and I'm so sick and tired of having a terrible defense. I don't want an offense. I want to get the best defense in the NFL. I want to be a defense-heavy team. I don't want to be a high-scoring. I want to be the best defense in the fucking NFL. Why? That's boring. It is, and I'm so tired of having a bad defense that that's what I want. That's what it's come to. Yeah. Get rid of Kamara. Get rid of Lattimore. Trade them all. <laughs> and just draft some very nothing stark linebackers. This is a very stark Tyler reaction right here. Not to Mario Davis. He has to stay. He's too good. He is good. <laughs> this is a very. This I'm so I'm so tired of having a bad defense. Are you Are you serious? I'm 
sixty percent serious. <laughs> you sound like a Dodger fan. <laughs> I'm so tired of having a bad defense. You sound like a Dodger fan. Our quarterback's getting older. Yeah, Our running is. back was young and healthy, and he didn't look good this year. Our defense is just terrible every year, and even when they're good, they're terrible. I told they had a few good defensive games. I told you I thought they were not that good defensively as everyone's given credit for. I, I think, did tell you that. I think they're good on average plays, and if we have everyone healthy, if Rankins and and um. Davenport are in the game. It's different. But our secondary is just always yeah, terrible. Secondary. Always, dude. And it's like they're okay on average plays. But then you get the play where he's fucking chasing a wide receiver and he can't find the ball and it's a 40-yard fucking reception. It always happens. They're the worst deep fucking ball secondary in all football. If we combine the Chargers and the Saints, that'd be a damn good team. Just had that the thought Patriots in my head right now. Destroyer. Imagine you had like Sheldon Ultimate Rankins. Dynasty. Sheldon Rankins, he's a defensive tackle. Cam Jordan, Joey playing Bosa. my defensive tackle or whoever. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. That's, that's I mean, dumb. that's insane. And then we can give you Derwin in the secondary. And uh, who else has been? Desmond King's been really good. And there's another one who's been, I guess Casey Hayward has like the third highest cornerback grade since like 2016 or something like that. I saw it. Pro Football Focus tweeted it. We'll give you the secondary pieces. Have a Mike Thomas, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams receiving core. Don't you guys have good linebackers? No. But you did. You guys have much better linebackers than us. Yeah. Um, we have good linebackers. We have Drew Brees. We have uh, Kamara. Gordon's probably gone, so we'll just say Kamara Eckler back, backfield. That'd be dangerous. That'd be good. It'd be entirely the Saints offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, probably your punter and kicker. We have a very good punter. And Yeah, Thomas Moore said it's fucking good. Uh, underrated? Well, let's fucked us. Yeah, he did. Well, let's miss the chip shot. Yeah, and we would have won by three. Yeah, but you can't say that because, yeah, theoretically you've been up by three. But if you guys were up by that time, the Vi- the Vikings literally were just trying to kill clock those last like three drives. Absolutely, they as someone went with backwards over, four plays in a row. As someone with the over, I was pissed off. Like they weren't even trying to score and make no. it a two possession game. No, they were shitting themselves. They knew that they should not have been winning that game, and they were trying not to lose. They were not trying to win. They were trying not to lose, and it worked. Hmm? It honestly shouldn't have. The hmm. way they. Another thing I want to talk about the Saints tie. I thought Sean Payton had terrible clock management. Did you pick up on that? I don't know what the fuck he was doing. He had terrible play calling, terrible clock management. Two forty left, fourth down. You call a timeout there, All right? Because he had so many questionable fucking options. You call the timeout, two forty. You get the punt. Let's say you have two twenty five left. That's even being generous. You can run a play or two maybe, and then you have the two minute warning, and then you still have your other two timeouts. Yes. Or one timeout, whatever he would have had. Instead, he let it run down to the two-minute warning. We finished regulation with a timeout. Exactly. You didn't even use that fucking timeout that he saved. One possession playoff game. Yeah, he wasted 45 seconds by letting him take the delay game. 40 seconds, whatever it was. Wasted 40 seconds and then also lost the two-minute warning. You you figure you call timeout there. The two-minute warning and the timeout, they fucking cancel each other. So you have the same amount of timeouts technically with 40 more seconds. You could have scored the touchdown to end the game. Terrible clock management. Yes. How do you let that happen in a playoff game? Sean Payton's a good fucking coach. He's on the hot seat. <laughs> I just signed a five-year extension. <laughs> I'm fine with Sean Payton. We just need fucking someone for defense. That's all it is. I'm I'm a little happy. I will say. I'm just I don't want to deal with Super Bowl winning Tyler. I really don't, Tyler. It won't be good. Exactly. It won't be good. And I'm not trying to talk that much shit right now. I'm just poking you with Kirk Cousins, but <sighs> I should talk more shit because I know if you 
No, because I know how this feels, okay? I know how this feels. I talk plenty team of shit has... when the Dodgers lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I know how it hurts me, so I'm trying not to, I'm trying to be the bigger person. At this point, I will say it feels like even if we win the Super Bowl, it won't outweigh the misery I've suffered the past three seasons of losing in the playoffs. I don't even think it'll balance out at this point. I will say the Saints have had like historic bad breaks in their playoff losses. Um, but so have the Dodgers. In a seven-game series, it's not as amplified. But there's been some fucking very heartbreaking moments. 95% of them have to do with Clayton Kershaw. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just know how you feel. So imagine what you've been going through the last three years. Times that by two and add one. <laughs> I don't know how you got that math, but I'm fine with it. Seven. <laughs> okay. Seven years for the Dodgers. <laughs> but I will say the Dodgers have been cheated out of two World Series, Tyler. Yes, they have, Jason. It has come out today that the Boston Red Sox were using – what were they using? I didn't even read the full report because I was so livid. You don't know? They were uh, – They were cheating in the 2018 World Series. Doing basically the same thing. The Astros no, were – No, it, it, well, it was a lot, They were using signals or something, and then I think it was like walkie-talkies or something. They had someone in the booth with the cameras, and they were like radioing to people in the dugout. The Boston Red Sox used their video replay room to steal signs from opposing pitchers and catchers during the 2018 World Series championship season. Citing three anonymous people who were with the Red Sox, the Athletic reported that Boston players would visit the replay room to decipher their opponent's sign sequence and then relay the information to the dugout. No bueno. Someone from the Red Sox dugout would then communicate with a base runner who would use body movements to relay pitch information to the batter. I am perfectly okay with a, a base runner on second, seeing signs, like, you know, seeing the catcher signs and doing some sort of gesture if you could figure it out legitimately. I'm fine with that. Pitchers should be smart enough to not use the same sign all game. That's the whole point of science. It's when you get technology in it is where it's a, a fishy subject. And two years in a row, the Dodgers lost in the World Series to cheating teams, and it fucking just makes me so mad. I thought I thought I was done hurting over those World Series losses. I really did. Nope. nope. I thought I was done. Reopen the wound. You had your Band-Aid on it. You're ready to take it off and say, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling better, Papa. Someone walked up with a knife and stabbed you. <laughs> Right when I'm having joy in my best friend's team losing, I just get reminded of when my team lost. I will say it made me happy when I saw your tweet today. Why? I was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. That's fucking great. (laughs) Dude, it's so – and I honestly, there's probably a lot of teams who do this. I wouldn't be even surprised if the Dodgers did it, but right now it hurts. I know there is a lot of – I saw a couple at least um, responses to it saying like, well, they just need to update the rules because – with technology, like, this isn't going to become the norm. And it's like, uh, maybe not. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you could say that, but, like, still, <laughs> probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. There's a rule there. You probably should avoid that. <sighs> Again, I'm all for natural ways of doing it. Yeah, but if, uh, if there's literally no way to communicate with the catcher without the other team knowing, then it takes away an entire aspect of baseball. The pitchers and catchers get Apple Watches where they can relay the info. That's absurd. They get, like, football helmets and they communicate <laughs> in the catcher's masks to the pitching mound. I don't know. I just... We're going to see intricate fucking sign systems next year. Rightfully so. And it just sucks. And they, I actually saw a report that the MLB is expected to make their disciplinary decision on the Houston Astros in the coming... Mm. A few weeks. Would it make you feel better if you got uh, draft picks? 
Sure, I'll take draft picks, but you can't give just us something. I think you can. <laughs> you guys lost the World Series because of this. Yeah, but then the Yankees lost in the ALCS, and who knows? Um, the report also, the Yankees were fined for doing something similar, and the Red Sox copied their system and made it worse. Yeah. Yankees fans were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. like you guys literally got caught for this exact same thing. Yeah. Dodgers haven't got caught yet. I'll say yet. If it happens, then I'll, I'll eat my words. I'll be like, look, we're cheaters too. We didn't deserve those World Series anyways. But as of right now, sorry about that. We have not. And maybe that's <laughs> why we suck more than other teams in the playoffs because we're actually playing fucking fair. You know, you start facing better pitching and better pit. Imagine if it came out that the Nationals were stealing signs. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! I would. I didn't. I wouldn't know what to think. I'd lose hope. I'd lose hope in baseball. At that point, I would say, "Fuck it, cheat." We're going to get punished for it, but at least we get a World Series out of it. Oh, my gosh, man. It's so – it just sucks, dude. Why does it have to be the two years we came in second place? Why? Yeah. All right. Did you see um, Carlos Correa, like, pretty much inadvertently admitted to it? Really? <laughs> yeah, he was talking about Mike Fires, and he was like, oh, I got to get you this quote about him. He pretty much, He pretty much said, like, we all agreed to fucking not say anything, and this guy snitched. <laughs> and that's the problem. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. How Cray feels about A's, Mike Fires, revealing signs. He's a grown man and he could do whatever he wants to do. It's a free country. Knowing fears, it was surprising because we were a team. We were a team. We were all together and we had a bond and we won a World Series championship. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? I thought we were friends. But this is America, the land of the free. You can say whatever you want. That's absurd. That's an absurd quote. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. What kind of punishments can they do? Obviously, take away draft picks. Like, do they... I saw someone tweet that they should give them, like, a hard cap of, like, $150 million, So, they have to, like, trade, like, three of their stars and then try to stay under $150 million for the next, like, like no five years. No force that to happen because every other team would just fuck them. Yeah. Like, well, you're forced to do this. I know you have to. Maybe so. they would have to release them then and just let those players sign. But then who wants to sign those cheating ba- cheating uh, players anyways? Almost as something mean about them. I don't want to attack the players. Not their faults. It a little bit their fault. is their fault. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't even know. I don't know what you could do. Suspend the whole team 10 games. Automatic 0-10. But then that gives wins to whoever they're playing. Dude. It's just like... I How would you feel? Like, you had the terrible penalties, but, like, imagine if you... What would feel worse? Terrible penalties or that the team was cheating? Terrible penalties. It's the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> I don't know. Has your team lost two back-to-back World Series against two teams that have been proven to get cheat, be cheaters? Again, like you said... Seven-game series. I mean, the Red Sox wasn't a seven-game series, but just stretched out. It was much later. For the Saints, it was in the moment, bro. Dude, this sucks. If it came out, like, right after they, the Astros won game seven that they were cheating, and then they're just like, well, they're still they're still going to move on. They still win. <laughs> then I could see it. <sighs> no, because it reopens the wound much later. Than it, uh, than it should be. Imagine losing clean and, uh, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. They're both heartbreaking, but. It, I think I think we both have hurt, Jason. Our own version of hurt. Angels are probably going to make the playoffs, though. Nope. I, th- I think their pitching staff is good enough to make the playoffs. I really do. I don't think they're going to win. 
I think he could be a wild card. I don't think they'll necessarily be a wild card, but I think they are good enough to be in the hunt with five games remaining in the season. I'll say it. I think we'll be better than we were this year. Well, it's pretty hard to be worse. So, there's that. Till you know, Anthony Rendon gets hurt in, like, his seventh game of the season. Or just... Otani has Tommy John again. He's going to have a new surgery. Otani John. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) I hate that so much. He's going to have Tommy John on his other elbow (laughs) from hitting. Or Anthony Rendon's just going to be, like, a 220 hitter. And just fall oh, off a cliff. Don't give me the fucking Zach Cozart treatment, bro. <laughs> He's better than Zach Cozart. He'd be like a 250. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, we'll fucking see. Are you going to... if Okay, the Angels start 15-5. and five. Do you overreact or do you stay humble? Oh, big time stay humble. Really? I remember two... Pitchers I just can win some games. I don't think you were part of this. I just remember two years ago, the Angels started 13-3. and three, And the Dodgers, that's when they started bad, like 8-10 and 10 or whatever. So many Angel fans came out of the woodworks, and then they just fell off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. It's going to be hard to get excited knowing that pitching staff. And if Otani comes out looking healthy and Tehran comes out looking like a fucking ace, maybe I get a little excited. Maybe I get a little prematurely excited. <laughs> but completely, I don't care. If we're winning fucking 13 to 12, I'm not going to get excited. Yeah. It's going to be like the Saints. Yeah. It is. It's the exact same thing. We're going to have a great offense, terrible defense. I wrote this article. I was talking to Miko about it. I for- totally forgot to mention it to you. I meant to mention it to you like two weeks in a row, but now that we're talking about the Angels, it actually makes sense. Do you know who, the- who Ernie Banks is, Tyler? Heard of him. Ernie Banks. He is the most famous baseball player to never make the playoffs. Ooh, okay, yep. Chicago Cubs. Played for 19 years. I was just thinking about it. I was like, Mike Trout. Is he kind of like this generation's Ernie Banks? Yes, he's made the playoffs. Yep. Has not won a playoff. Three games. Two of them uh, were losses and uh, Still without a playoff win. So I I decided to look at the numbers. I was like, okay, are these guys comparable number-wise? And results are pretty staggering. Pretty staggering. Ernie Banks comparing to Trout? Yeah. And everything besides advanced analytics, but even the advanced analytics, they're comparable. I'll tell you how in a minute. Okay, so I compared Trout's second year, so technically his rookie year. Um, but not 2011 when he played like 40 games. 2012 to 2019, eight-year span, and then I compared 55 to 62 for Banks, which was Banks' third year, which is really his first great year, to 62, which was kind of like the end of his... He had like an eight-year run where he was really great, and then he kind of fell off after that. Um, And in that timeline, Trout hit 308, Banks hit 289, so Trout has the, the batting average. Trout, 1,000, OPS, Banks, 912 OPS. He has the OPS advantage, but Banks is still solid. Banks, though, 1345 hits. Trout, 1297, so he has more hits than Trout. Banks, 314 home runs. Trout, 280, so he had more home runs. 877 RBIs for Banks. 736 RBIs for Trout. Trout was a three-time MVP. Banks was a two-time MVP. Banks was an 11-time All-Star in eight years, Tyler. What? He was 11-time All-Star in eight years. That doesn't make any sense. Three of those years, he was named an all-star twice. For the like a 10-year period, they played two all-star games. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. It was to raise money for the MLB's like retired players' pension fund or something. They played two all-star games. Yeah. And they get credit for that. In the, in the yeah. Sense. Yeah. That's bullshit. I never knew that. So there's how many, does Trout, how many does Trout have? Eight. So Banks made it all eight years. So I wrote he's an 11-time all-star, but really he's an eight-time all-star. 
So what if Trout? We're just gonna call Trout a 16-time All Star now. <laughs> Only three of the years Banks benefited from it. So I don't think it was like a 10-year period. I think it was like a seven-year period. That's but insane. still, um, but why the fuck do they get credit for that? <laughs> Trout, American League Rookie of the Year, Ernie Banks, Gold Glover. So the big discrepancy is WAR. Trout had a 72 war in that period and this is i think baseball reference banks only a 54.7 banks had i think worse fielding didn't have as good on base percentage numbers but get this ty at his time banks was just like as revolutionary pace wise as trout so at this time in the 1960s okay so right now trout is 57th all-time in war when banks after this eight-year period he was 53rd all-time in war at that time so at that time he was on the same pace you know, and it, like the same kind of like, oh shit, this guy's like on pay. You know what I mean? Pretty crazy, right? But then Banks fell off and was like not very good the rest of his career. Hopefully that doesn't happen to Trout. <laughs> also, Banks played, I think, 19 years with the Cubs. Yeah, 19 years with the Cubs. Trout's current contract carries him to 2030, which I think is 21 years. So both could be like one year, one franchise players. We better make the fucking playoffs. I don't think Trout falls off like Banks, but pretty crazy, right? Better make another fucking playoff appearance. We have time to rebuild <laughs> and still get trapped to the playoffs. What do you think of that comparison, though? 53rd to 57th? Pretty crazy, right? It's pretty crazy. I think Trout is significantly better. I'm just saying for his time, though. Pretty crazy. Yes. When did he play? The, f- I, the 55 to 62 was the time period I gave you. Pretty fucking crazy. I was looking at Ted Williams because Trout has the third most war for a player in like their 10 greatest years, I think. Only two ML- players in MLB history had a higher war in their first nine seasons. Can you guess who they are? I th- Barry they- Bonds. No. I don't know. I already said one of them. Ted Williams. Ted Williams. And Albert Pujols. That makes sense. Dude's a fucking monster in his prime. So Albert Pujols fell off. Maybe Mike Trout. Significantly. He fell off cliff too. Maybe Mike Trout. It was not a gradual fall off for him. Yeah, maybe Trout's just 270 hitter the rest of his career. How, there's no way. There's no, <laughs> It would take like an, a weird injury. It would. It would have to take like a... He had foot surgery. His speed is one of his best tools. It's gone. Doesn't have the plant. Loses power. Dude, that was, I would feel so bad for you. <laughs> I really would. That's like the one thing you have. The one thing the Angels have is like this generational superstar who's on pace. Everyone talks about this pace, and what if it just fucking stops? And it made me. It made me very happy. I will say, um, MLB has been doing shit on Twitter like, "Oh, best first baseman oh, of this decade." It was best. like eighty four percent Trout. Well, and then they were like, "Oh, who's the top center fielder?" And it was like a list, and everyone just roasted the fuck out of them. Like, why are you asking this question? They they have to. <laughs> that was that was basically their response. It was like we're doing it for every position. It was like, why, why didn't you ask who the second best second, like center fielder is? Like, It just made me happy. I don't have my phone. I, Miko wanted me to quiz you on something. I don't know where my phone is. Does Riley have it? Uh, probably. Hold on. I'll find this for you. Miko sent me something. He wanted, me, he wanted you to guess it. Okay, so have you seen the MLB.com power rankings? Uh, yeah. Oh, you already saw them? No. Oh, okay. So Miko sent him to me. Miko's a big power ranking guy. I just I think I saw the top ten. Okay, that's what I was going to so. quiz you on. Never mind. He wanted me to ask you to guess the top ten. I don't remember, but I can I can make a guess. Just I mean I, I literally glanced at it and saw the Angels weren't in. And I was like, what the fuck? Angels are nineteenth. Oh, that is absurd. It's absurdly high. Low. We're we're a fifteen team. We're the most average team in baseball. Fifteen is the Brewers. 
You're, you went 70-92 last year, Tyler. We just signed Tyler, big time play. Hold on, though. There's 10 playoff teams. You're telling me you're the fifth best team that didn't make the playoffs last year? No, this year. Or this year? Maybe, but they can't go off what might happen. Like they, That's partially. I think they absolutely can when you sign Anthony Rendon. They partially can't. You were just saying how the Angels were not because well, they're yeah, pitching. But I think we're still like 15th. The only team... I'm really high on the White Sox, but I could understand why you put the White Sox under the Angels, but I'm very high on the White Sox. They're going to be all right. I'm very high on them. Let me guess this shit, Jay. One team in particular I very hardly disagree with. Number 11, the D-backs. How are the Diamondbacks the 11th best team in the league? That's I absurd. Know. I don't pay any attention to that team. If the Diamondbacks are the 11th best team in the league, then you guys are the 12th best team. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Number one is Dodgers. No. Yankees. Yeah. Then Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers number two. The Astros. Yep, number three. The oh, you jumping back? That's fucking. Let me, I'm just gonna that's stupid. I, I don't know the order. I'm gonna say teams here. Okay. The Rays. Um, the Rays are number five. Oh, so I only skipped what? one. What? That is very high. Um, I slept on this team the entire last year. The Twins? They're four. The Twins are four? And their main reason is they signed Rich Hill and Homer Bailey. Rich oh, Hill God. threw 70 innings last year. He's not pitching till June. That was absurdly high, but again, I slept on them all year last year. They're good, but it, when your case is Rich Hill and Homer Bailey, like, what? The Braves? <laughs> Six. How are the, Bra- how are the Rays and the Twins considered better than the Braves? I don't know. The the Cardinals? Not eight. Oh. Who the fuck am I missing? A very, very obvious one. Seriously? A very, very, very obvious one, Ty. I said Yankees, Dodgers, Astros. A very obvious one. Who won the World Series, dude? Oh, Really? Nationals? Why wouldn't they be in the top ten? They're seven. I guess that's fine. <laughs> I I didn't think they were good last year. Yeah, but they're still top ten. I guess. Seven's about right. That's right. I don't know who the fuck else. Cardinals. Oh, you already said Cardinals. Uh, A's and Phillies. That's why Miko sent it to me because he was all happy that the Phillies were ranked tenth. Whatever. And I wanted to explain to him. I've told him this before. Power rankings are literally just like one person's opinion or like a group of like ten people when they write these articles. Maybe in the MLB staff, it's like thirty people. It's literally just an opinion. Since becoming a writer, I I think power rankings are like so. Six people voted for this. <laughs> a voting panel of six. That explains why the interests are so low. They're hating, bro. It's power. Like, okay, so me and Miko played this game when we were in Vegas where I would guess the, the team location on the power ranking for NFL. And I did so good. Did you? I probably guessed because he told me the top 10. And I think I guessed from like, oh, so he asked me, guess where the Chargers are. And we were like 19th at the time. And I was like, I bet you I can get to 32 and guess every team. And I didn't guess every team. But from 19 to 32, I think I missed two. And the ones I missed that were one off, like flip-flopped or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It's not shabby. I was like, and I was just like, dude, I write articles. I know how these power rankings work. I know the thought <laughs> process behind them. <laughs> it's literally just an opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, Miko's very happy that these six people think the Phillies are the 10th best team in baseball. Non-contenders. I would call him right now. I he I would like him to make an appearance on the podcast, but I don't know where my phone is. Non contenders. <laughs> Said it last year. I was correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it this year. I think they're good. I think they'll make I playoffs like this em. year. 
National wild card. The National League's pretty good, dude. National League East is primed for a big, big year. Phillies, Braves, Car- no, um, Nationals, Even Mets, the Mets, decent. Even the Mets, decent. And the Marlins. And then a team that's going to give all the other teams more wins. Yeah, like the Orioles. Orioles are bad. <laughs> They're so bad. Orioles and Tigers. Oh, my gosh. You got saved by there being two really bad teams. Overlooked how bad the Angels were last year. Usually 72 we and 90. We that bad most of the year, though. We just had, I think we were the worst team in baseball last month. Easily. 72 and 9. I We went over this. After you guys beat the Dodgers, you had, what, like nine wins the rest of the season? It, was it wasn't just the last month. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> oh, man. Pelicans suck. Oh, yeah, our Pelicans. Haven't talked about them in a while. Zion, I think, is maybe coming back soon. I don't know. Man. He's doing podcasts with the ringer. Oh, is he? No, he was on a podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh. He, he report today? Joined five on five drills. No specific date for return. See, Lonzo banged out over Brandon Ingram or uh, over Anthony Davis the other day. No, did he? Yeah, he actually had a good game against the Lakers. I was very happy. Still, very happy for him. Still lost. We're on the up and up. We're a young team. Ty, in four years when we're hosting the Larry O'Brien Trophy, we'll get the last laugh. And you're going to see like all it. the kids with Zion shirts. I just want to be the uh, mid-season tournament champions in the next couple of years. <laughs> when they implement that, I'll be fine with that. Well, I had a decent idea for that. What was Oh, add cap space for the team that wins it. But still, that's helping the best team get better. But then they'll care. <laughs> I guess. You take, but again, if you're a bad this? team, you know you're not going to do that. How about like, this? Point? You take all the teams that aren't in the playoffs. They play for the cap space. And then you take the teams that are in the playoffs. They play for just the money for the but players. Then the teams will, you know. Uh, rest players and not compete at the beginning of the season. Who fucking cares? No one watches basketball until like April anyways. That doesn't sell tickets, Jay. Basketball viewership is down a lot. Have you seen that? Nope. People are freaking out about it. And I think one thing just people aren't, they're like, oh, what's wrong with basketball? Oh, it's the three-point shot. It's this, it's that, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that all impacts it. Are people just forgetting that like people don't watch TV anymore? Like, viewership for everything's down except football. WWE viewership is like Hitting all-time lows like every single week. That doesn't surprise me, though. There's a lot of wrestling fans out there, Ty. Yeah, there's a lot of hardcore wrestling fans, but not a lot of wrestling fans. Uh, you'd be surprised. How many viewers do you think of Monday Night Raw gets? Less than football. Less than Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah, Monday Night Football's the biggest thing in America. They usually... Okay, so back in, like... So when I watched it in high school, they would get, like... If they got under 4 million, it was considered a very bad night. So they would consistently have over 4 million, which is a lot. And now they're in like the 2.5s. Like they've just like been crashing. The twos. It's not as good of content anymore. I tried watching it the other day. Oh, it's not. But everything's crashing. Basketball's crashing. Baseball viewership's down. I think viewership as a whole is down. And uh, a lot of the young generation who likes this style of basketball, guess what? They stream it illegally on Reddit. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) That's... It's still, like, the most talked about sport, I think, on social media. So, it's obviously still, like, people still care about it. It's just, when will people stop caring about TV ratings? I will say, um, someone brought up a thing the other day, and they were saying, like, the best way to build baseball is to get different fucking commentators in the booth. Oh, um, Trevor Bauer said that. Was it Trevor Bauer? Yeah. Yeah. And I 100% agree with it. I like the Dodgers announcers. I think they're fantastic. But... 
I think if they could get younger, you get like like um, PMT to like commentate on some shit. That is one hundred percent going to get a younger audience. Yeah, but I think there's they're way be too able many. To put that on TV it wouldn't appeal to advertisers and shit. There's another podcast guy. I can't think of who it was. Who unless they did like a separate like online stream where you could watch it or something. Well, I'm, there. There's another guy who went in the booth. He's a podcaster who went in the booth and commentated either a football game or Pat McAfee. It might have been, yeah. Yeah, he commentated a football game last year, week 17. Yeah, and it was fucking electric. Yeah. And I think you get people like that who are more in touch with a younger fan base as opposed to these old, gray-haired motherfuckers who, yeah, some teams, like, I like our announcers personally. I like the Dodgers. But. You guys have a good announcer, I'd say. I'll yeah, say it. I like them. But I think there are a lot of people who are just old as shit, old white guys. Vince Scully. You, you get some more fun in the booth. Vince Scully. They're going to get more viewers. He was an old white guy, but he was an all-time legend. Yes, he was. Joe Davis is young. I think he's like in his 30s, young 30s. He's a young guy. Um, no, I could see that. I don't think they'd be able to do it on TV, though, just because, like I said, appealing to advertisers. Maybe if they did like a secondary stream of somehow, some way. I think you make it a contact sport. <laughs> it's just too slow. Baseball's a slow game, man. It's slow, and there's a lot of fucking games. Yeah. It's one thing to announce 16 games for a team. Football, it's another to get through 162 three-hour games. Four-hour games? Well, three hours at the big league level, yeah. I'm used to four-hour Quakes games, which were just a nightmare. <laughs> um, but That's playoff baseball still I never electric. thought about that. What? Probably like a good 500 hours of commentating they have to do each season. Yeah. And it's there's a lot of research that goes into it, too. It's not just show up to the game and commentate. Like, well, a lot I'm of work saying, that goes like, into it. As far as on-screen. It's probably, a, probably get at least 500 hours. It's a proper full-time job. People don't give him credit. For sure. I don't know why people hate Joe Buck either. I don't mind him. I don't think he's great. I, I, I do him. understand why. He doesn't really, like, announce. Like, if you watch every big play he's ever announced, it's just kind of like... He just, like, gets quiet and he'll be, like, touched. I don't know. He's just kind of bland. But I like his voice. Reminds me of the World Series. I just, games. I just think of one call when I think of Joe Buck. Which one? Um... Diggs, sideline, touchdown. <laughs> I think of a... Uh, oh, that could... We were thinking of list ideas. That could be a list idea. Put it in the Calls? Notebook. Yeah. Okay, next week. I think of with Joe Buck. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to save it for next week. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Jason, we got other, one other thing on the outline. Yes, we do, sir. And that is Batman himself. Is rumored to join Ben Affleck. No, Robert no, no, Pattinson. No, 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 no. Michael Keaton. He's already joined the MCU. How about um, George Clooney? That'd be good. Does he still make movies? I don't know. What about uh, Adam West? He's dead, Jay. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's insensitive. <laughs> Christian Bale might be in the next Thor movie, and I love it. I love every second of it. Yeah, Christian. Oh, sorry. Christian Bale would be a good addition to the MCU. He's a great fucking actor. Yes, he is. He's been a comic book star. Would that make it a little weird? Nope. Nope. Especially because fans are saying he would be a great Beta Ray Bill. In Thor Love and Thunder. And I 100% agree with that. He looks like a horse. Okay, so I know who Beta Ray Bill is, and I know he pretty much has like kind of like Thor's powers, right? Can you explain a little bit more if you know a little bit more about him? I believe Beta Ray Bill is from another planet type thing. And he is essentially a human horse, horse creature. 
Um, and in the comic books, there's thing where like Thor becomes unworthy. Okay, and we've seen that before. This guy is worthy and he wields Thor's hammer and gets all the powers of Thor. Oh. And so in the comic books, Odin's like, oh, well, Thor's good again. So he's going to get his hammer back, but you're pretty good. We're going to make you a hammer. And that's where Stormbreaker came from. Oh. Interesting. So that'd be cool. Yeah, he does kind of look like a horse a little bit. <laughs> Which is funny because he's very attractive. Good looking dude. In shape. I think he could play a horse. Throw some prosthetics on him. You don't even just little fucking prosthetic CGI. CG. Just like they did with Josh Brolin, dude. Prosthetic CG. You don't need that. I think you do. And I think he's such an actor, he's going to want the prosthetics. He's going to feel like a horse. Well, yeah, he's going to He's going to be getting ready for this and there's going to be there's going to be videos of him just roaming around in fields eating grass. Yeah, he's a method actor, so yeah, that's exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. People are going to be riding him with a saddle. <laughs> he's going to go to bed with his makeup on and keep it on and Yeah, that sounds like a um, Christian Bale. This movie is going to be fucking wild though. But since it's in a Thor movie, what is your odds percent chance of them making a subtle Batman joke pretty good and I think it's going to come from Korg yes I, I think like Taika that. himself will say the joke what would it even be it would be they can't obviously say Batman it would they'll find a way to make a fucking joke about it what okay so they're about to have a fight scene and Korg's holding a bat he's like hey you want to use this Batman there's a good chance they could <laughs> I'm Deadpool they did shit about Green Lantern but they didn't say Green Lantern he just said they like, showed the a picture Greens. of him Oh, on the they second a one? In Green Lantern. In the first one, in the slow-mo when the car's rolling. Did they? Yeah. And then the second one, it's the, the script to Green Lantern. So they can make... But Deadpool's very... different. Dead, Deadpool's... It's still Marvel. Now it is, but before it was Fox. It wasn't Marvel Studios. I'm saying it's like a Marvel character referencing I'm saying, DC. No, but I'm saying I don't know if the MCU would want to actually say... Well, I'm just saying they could, they could find a way to reference it. Like I said, Korg's going to try to hand him a bat. He's going to say, hey... You want to use this bat, comma, man? <laughs> that's a joke. Write it that's in. Some, that's some Taika Waititi humor there, too. I will say, Jay, I was looking um, at the movies coming out this year. Terrible? I'm not looking forward to movies this year. Yeah, I told you that last week, dude. I don't know why you don't listen to me. Well, you told me that, and I said, hey, Jay sometimes makes good points. Let me look into this. Turns out you were right. I know. There, I- my, there will be some movies that come out of nowhere and look good. But. Probably, but my hot take... TV is going to be the, the wave of the future this year. What kind of TV? Network TV or Fuck no. streaming? Streaming. You yep. got Disney Plus. They moved WandaVision up to come out this year. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. You have WandaVision. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. The Boys coming back on uh, Amazon Prime. Never seen it. Need to watch it because it's fucking great. You know I won't. <laughs> it's comic. I, whatever. I think there's going to be a lot of good TV shows this year. Mandalorian season is, two. I can't commit to a TV show. You, I know think that's this. where all the good content's going to be. I suck at there. There's new Ghostbusters coming out. How about that? I could give two shits about that. There's a Pixar movie. I'll see that. Don't I wanna think, see Soul. Who, what Soul? Pixar movie. There's Onward, and they're they're releasing. I think, oh, Soul. S- oh yeah, yeah. I'll see both those. Birds of Prey, I don't really want to see, but it's going to be one of those movies there's not much out, and I want to go to the movies because it's been a while, so I'm going to go see that. I will see it. It doesn't look good, though. Um, a new Top Gun movie. I know that's going to appeal to a lot of people, not me. Don't care. Uh, Black Widow, obviously. Going <laughs> to go see it, but I'm not excited for it. New 007 movie. I've never seen a James Bond movie. Me neither. A uh, new Wonder Woman movie. Probably won't see it. 
Um, it looks good, but I don't know. DC's way too. I don't like their action scenes. No, that'll be another Birds of Prey type movie where I'll probably just go see it because I haven't gone to the movies for a while. Mulan. That I, actually looks like it could be good. I'll probably end up seeing it because Rai, but Rai doesn't even want to see it. She's but mad it looks that there's like no Mushu. Yeah, but it looks like they're actually telling like a good story rather than rehashing it, the animated. Which I think is, that'll be good. The New Mutant. That movie is supposed to come out like five years ago, I feel like. They're finally just... releasing it, too. They released a trailer, and it looks fucking great. When It was supposed to be 2018. Or, oh, no, initial August 2nd, 2019. That's not right. It was no. supposed to release before mm, that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like 17. Yeah, I think like Deadpool 1, there was trailers for it. It's been like talked about forever. They've had like five different fucking directors. And it's finally coming out. And it's coming out with the original director's cut from however many years ago. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog? Nope. I might see that. I might go see that with Gavin. Bad Boys for Life? Won't see that. Jungle Cruise. A Jungle Cruise movie. Uh, I might see it, but I have no interest in seeing it. Artemis Fowl? That's a Disney movie. Don't know anything what it's about. I know Christopher Nolan's got a new movie coming out. Godzilla vs. Kong. There's actually some big-name franchises, but it's nothing that really it's all is the up my alley. franchises that, yeah, that I don't watch. That kind of usually make bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Free Guy. I do want to see that one. Yep. With Ryan you Reynolds. give me a Taika movie. I'm going to go see it. I love Taika Waititi. Um, and that's about all I see. I mean, there's other movies, but none worth mentioning. TVJ. Just stay on the lookout for it. Might have to add in a segment. The Call of the Wild. Venom 2? That's No, that's that's not right. Is it? Oh, shit. Yeah, it might be. October 2nd, 2020. I was going to say, I think it might be the end of the year. Hey, if there's Spider-Man rumblings about Tom Holland appearing in it. There is. I'm going to go see it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there um, absolutely is. Oh, there is a huge movie coming out, though. Huge. I don't know how we overlook this. Huge. Sequel. Sequel. The Lego Batman movie, too. No. Is this a joke huge or serious? This is a joke. What is it? Minions. I don't give two The Rise of Gru. Those are are such cash grabs at this point. I loved the first one. Rewatching it. Didn't like it. But I'll probably see this one. Such cash grabs. Oh, yeah. Dude, every animated like franchise except Pixar movies, which aren't really even franchises or cash grabs. I will say, um, we do gambling and we talk about movies, but we didn't talk about gambling on the awards. <sighs> Big time upset in the animated category for Golden Globes. I thought we we we're a firm don't care about the Golden Globes podcast. <laughs> we were, but big time upset. What was it? The Missing Link won Best Animated, a movie that lost seventy million dollars. Okay, but. Box office success isn't beat out Frozen, Toy Story. You said Frozen was a garbage movie last week. Well, yeah, that wasn't it. on the I'm podcast. I'm just saying that's an upset. I a I, movie that I heard the Missing Link was good. Seventy million dollars, okay, but money doesn't mean it's good or not. And that's what I said. But I'm just saying it was a big time upset. There wasn't really that great animated movies this year. I don't think Toy Story Four was that great. I don't think uh, what the other one was that you mentioned. What the other one? <laughs> Frozen. Frozen was okay. Miko swears by it. Miko loves Frozen too. That's insane. He's like, it's way better than the first. I was like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. We'll say a uh, marriage story got an award, Jay. <laughs> what did it get, Ty? Uh, best supporting actress for Scarlett Johansson. No, um, Laura Dern. I don't know who that is. She's a divorce lawyer. I don't know who that is though. 
Oh, she's an actor. I don't know. What other animated movies were... I don't know. I'm just saying. Movie loses $70 million. You don't expect it to win awards. Um, How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah, that was the other one. What? How is Lion King considered an animated movie? Oh, yeah. That was another one, too. It's literally called, like, the live-action version of Lion King, but you're still going to make it say it's Everything animated. was animated, though. They shouldn't have called it live-action because it was completely animated. they got to freaking make up their minds. One thing I'll leave you with, Ty. Let's hear it. Oh, crap. I forgot what it was called now. Hold on. <laughs> you don't even know what you're leaving me with. Hold on. There's something that blew my mind the other day. Okay. Have you heard of Touchstone Pictures? Mm, yes. Do you know what Touchstone Pictures is? Mm, um, movie producing company. It is a movie distribution company. It is a dormant, no longer active, film distribution label of Walt Disney Studios. Yeah, you didn't know that? You? I asked you what it was. You didn't I didn't answer. know what it was, but you like you didn't know they had subcategories that they release movies under different names? I did. I didn't know this one was one of them. Okay. Some big movies that have been te- that are technically Disney movies. Okay, let's hear it. The Waterboy. Okay. It's not a Disney movie, but Disney distributed it. Um, they had like a 30-deal DreamWorks partnership. Do you know that? No. Yeah, so there's like... I don't know if it's 30 movies. It's I know a there's lot. a lot of like even R-rated movies that are technically Disney, but released under a company yeah. they own. Disney revived Touchstone in 2009 to serve as a distribution label for DreamWorks Studio Films. DreamWorks was expected to allow Disney to release additional family fare that could be used at parks and on its channels. But at best, DreamWorks Films were a modest success. Disney financed DreamWorks Productions with $90 million more available under its agreement if DreamWorks cannot get additional equity funding. In 2012, Disney reported it was at early stages in considering Touchstone's fate, including a possible sale. So, um, released... Touchstone output are reduced to distributing your... Yeah, so... Anyways, The Waterboy? Signs? No. Armageddon? M. Night Shyamalan. Pearl Harbor? Lincoln? Heard that's really good. The Help? It was an award-winning movie. I saw that. The Help? Don't know what that is. Me neither, but I heard it. Wild Hogs? I fucking loved that movie <laughs> as a kid. It's a good movie. I loved that movie. <laughs> I need to rewatch Wild Hogs. Um, what's the other one? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That one makes sense because Mickey Mouse is in it. Um, Enemy of the State. Never seen it, but it sounds familiar. Con Air. Sounds like a big movie. I think it is. Nomeo and Juliet. Terrible. Terrible movie. Unbreakable. Isn't that an, another in my Shyamalan movie? That's uh, Glass and... Uh, Unbreakable? Split. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. It's wild. Pretty crazy. I didn't know that those were part of that company but i knew disney did that that's all i just want to leave you with I want to leave you with a little mind blow and then and the audience a little mind blow another mind blow for the audience tim allen is a lot older than you would think or at least a lot older than i would think just another thing to leave the audience with. paul red is a lot older than you would think tim allen is 66 by the way paul red 50 and uh indiana jones himself harrison ford is damn near 80 years old which blew my mind I was thinking about it, though. It makes sense that Tim Allen's that old because I was like, everything I like from him is like really old. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you think he, you know, released movies in like the 2000. It's 20 years ago now. What's your favorite Tim Allen movie? Um, Besides Toy Story. Toy Story would be. Besides Toy Story. I don't think I have one. Probably Santa Claus. Even that, is it? I just know from Toy is Story. Is Tim Allen overrated? I don't know. I think he did a lot of those Disney movies. 
He did have Home Improvement. Yeah, the Shaggy Dog. We talked about that. Then he did a lot of Disney movies, and he had a good TV show. He still is doing it. Last Man... No, he's doing Last Man Standing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He still has like a TV show. Home Improvement. I watched that on Nick at Night. Loved it. When I was a kid. That and the George... I was usually uh, in bed by then asleep, Jason, because I had a bedtime. George Lopez. Oh, yeah. You ever watch George Lopez? George Lopez is a wild, wild Twitter follow now. Really? (laughs) Man just tells people to fuck off, and uh, (laughs) He's getting himself in trouble. Have you seen those tweets where it's like... It, it's supposed to throw you back to when you're like in elementary school. It's like it's 3 a.m. You open your eyes. You're you're thirsty or whatever. Like it's all set in the stage, and all you could hear is and then it's like the name of the song from the George Lopez show, and <laughs> it's like and you see bum, this, bum, and bum, it's just the bum, George Lopez <laughs> intro. I was like, dude, that was my childhood. <laughs> Wake up in the middle of the night to go pee or something. George Lopez shows on. <laughs> you got anything else, Jay? That'll be it, Ty. Yeah, it was a good pod. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.